Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane and I have done it again. I have found someone who is extremely passionate about removing toxins from daily life. And my guest today had to remove toxins from her life to get her life back. So please welcome Cheryl, the health muse into the fast lane with me today. Welcome Cheryl. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm excited because when I when I was reading on you, and Cheryl has also written a book, but Cheryl's literally right up my alley. Cheryl decided she was going to take control of her own health. She didn't want to live on uh, pain medication, and she didn't want to live in pain and misery, so she grabbed the bull by the horn. So let's start with, how were you feeling, Cheryl? Why, why did you have to make changes? What began this journey? Well, I was a solopreneur and I woke up one morning in extreme pain. And apparently my toxic load had been building for some time, but I was so busy pushing through it. It went right past my brain without me even stopping to think about it until I was girl interrupted and I had no choice. (laughs) So I had a very well-trained staff. I turned it over my business over to them and I started going to the doctor to find out what was causing all this pain. And after four rounds of tests, she came back and said, eh, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm going to give you steroids, but I think you should get mental therapy. And I said, I may not have been paying attention while this was coming on, but there's something wrong with me. I know there's something wrong with me. I'm not going to take steroids since you think there's nothing wrong with me, and I'm going to find it. And so that's when I dug in. And I was lucky because I tripped into the functional medical community. And at the time, they were running 19 different symposiums with multiple doctors. I listened to them all. And they all kept coming back to the same things. They all became functional because they got sick and couldn't help themselves. That got my attention. Mm -hmm. They all were functional because they believed in something called leaky gut. I had no idea what leaky gut was, but okay, I was going to find out what caused that. And stress was one of the big causes of leaky gut. And my friends had even started pulling me aside to tell me that stress accumulates and I needed to do something about mine. So that's where I started. Um, Flash forward five years, I had eliminated hundreds of toxins from my life because I wanted to lower my toxic load. And by eliminating all those toxins, although I do have autoimmune disease, which a functional doctor found without a problem, although I have autoimmune disease and will always have it, I no longer have pain. So that was huge. And so it's been well worth it to get rid of all the toxins. You know, I say this a lot because I hear this a lot in my clinic. I get so many patients that will come in and will say, I've had all these tests done and they say nothing's wrong with me, but I know something's wrong. And they're literally in my office crying because they know something is wrong. And people say, no, you're fine because the tests are within normal range. I think that it is very important to note that Western medicine plays a vital role in our, our lives, you know? Yes, they do. But And we need them. We definitely need them. But there are certain things that we really need to step outside of the box and take care of ourselves. So Um, I have an autoimmune disease too. I have celiac disease. And since you are a health coach, I'm going to, I'm not trying to get, you know, advice, but I I do have a question now that we're talking about this since you have autoimmune. So I have celiac and I control it really well. I'm very toxin free, but 
Well, as I age, will I start to get different symptoms of autoimmune disease? Like even if, you know, is there going to be other aches and pains? Cause like sometimes let's say I have a lot of carbs, not gluten, but I have carbs. I will have so much joint pain and toe, like even in my toes, it hurts to walk. I'm a chiropractor. It hurts to adjust. Is that something that I'm going to have to deal with? Okay. There is something called multiple system autoimmune disease. And so if you haven't eliminated all of your triggers, it can progress. And eating the standard American diet is one of the things that will progress you to multiple autoimmune diseases. Celiac is a nasty one. So I know you've probably eliminated a lot of the standard American diet from what you're eating, but you might want to consider getting rid of the rest of it. Sugar is a huge trigger. And then processed food and fast foods are loaded with chemicals. Mm -hmm. So my rule is if you don't know what it is or you can't pronounce it, you put it back on the shelf Mm -hmm. because, and that includes natural flavorings and words that you just don't know what they are. And in most cases, they're one of the 39 names for MSG, which is a toxin and will progress your autoimmune conditions. Once you have it, you are very likely to have it progress, but you can control that by continuing to be vigilant and eliminating the chemicals in your life. So do you work with a lot of people that still think that reducing toxins is a joke or by the time do they get to you, they know that it's the real deal? Because I still run into a lot of people who will eye roll when I say, well, I don't like when my kids eat that or this. And, you know, there's certain things we do and do not do. And I talked to a chiropractor and I agree. I think there needs to be balance. You know, sometimes kids need to be kids, but Um, I find like if pop or something is more of a treat than something that I'm going to let anyone have every single day. But do you find a lot of people who are rolling their eyes and saying, okay, Cheryl, that's not my problem. Toxins are, that's not even a real thing. There's a variety of attitudes that come at me. (laughs) First, the toxins are boring. So why am I talking about them all of the time? Um, They don't want to eliminate the toxins in their life because they're convenient and they don't want to change how they eat because that food tastes good, even though there's nothing in it giving them nutrition. Most processed and fast food are all empty calories. So all they're doing is harm. They're not doing you any good. I just found an article. I'm doing a sugar detox that's going to start the 1st of June. And I just found an article by Dr. Daniel Amen, who's the brain guy that goes on PBS all the time and is photographing brains and working with sports people who have had brain injuries. He calls the standard American diet a weapon of mass destruction. And I've come to the conclusion that it is because it is addicting us on purpose. The food industry knows they're addicting us on purpose. They don't care about our health. They just care about their profits. Mm -hmm. So they're putting all these chemicals in to hook us on purpose. So what all these chemicals do are, are lighting up the center part of our brain and releasing oxytocin at the same time as it's muting all of our own feel good hormones our dopamine, our serotonin, um, even our insulin, which keeps our mood straight. So this stuff's coming at them, woo, we feel great. So that feels wonderful. So then we go down and we start to crash. And so we want more, so we eat more, woo, it feels great. And it's this constant struggle to pull away from the addiction um, from the addiction, because until you stop eating all those chemicals, your body is starving. 
and it's holding on to every little morsel of nutrition that you're giving it because it's not getting enough. And where do you get nutrition? You get it from all the phytochemicals that are in real food. So you have to start eating real food and you need to eat all the colors fairly close together because there's a little synergy that happens when they're together and they party to create health. <laughs> and so you got to eat real food and you've got to cook. I wrote an entire section in my second book about kids because 54% of our children have chronic illness. And I think that's disgusting. 54? 54%. And I have interviewed and met several moms who have gotten their children to be little veggie rangers who are mm -hmm. the influencers in school who stay away from all that food and who have grown up eating real food and preferring it. And what happens when we're eating all those chemicals is it is also subdued our taste buds, so we don't really taste what real vegetables and fruit taste like. And to make it worse, it's turned off two little hormones in the back of our neck called ghrelin and leptin that control hunger. And I didn't even know they existed. I have struggled with weight my whole life. I have just lost 60 pounds without dieting wow. because I'm eating real food. So my body's getting the nutrition that it wants and it came back into balance and my appetite hormones work. And I feel good because my other hormones are back. So it takes a while to detox off the crap. And crap stands for carbonated, refined, processed. Um, there, there's a whole thing that, that goes with it. You have to get off the crap and then you have to eat real food so that your body is getting what it needs. And the reason it needs all those phytonutrients is because every cell in our body has a shelf life. Mm -hmm. And so they're constantly replacing themselves. I'm diabetic. So I knew that my blood cells replace themselves every three months. So an A1C test is new cells, medium cells, and cells that are about to die away. And they're checking what the sugar levels of those are. But it's constantly kicking out the old cells and bringing in new ones. But every cell in our body does that. Mm -hmm. Our gut lining, the leaky gut mechanism, it replaces itself every six days because it's got all those corrosive acids that are causing the holes and we're eating wrong things. So the wrong size particle of food is trying to get through to our gut and then it gets to our liver and our liver doesn't know what to do with it. So our body's doing exactly what it's supposed to. It's screaming foreigner and it's attacking us, which is what autoimmune disease is. But that's also the reason we're getting so much cancer and it's the same reason we're getting heart disease. All of the chronic illnesses are all connected and they can all be helped dramatically with real food. So do you find that when you are encouraging people to change their diet, they feel like they're under attack? Because I, I'm usually under attack by how we eat and people will say, oh, that's your diet. And I don't have a diet. You know, there's certain things we do and we don't eat in our house. But it seems like when you tell people that you're eating healthier or or your way of eating, then they feel they need to be so defensive. So how do you get it through to people that, because you, you can't do better until you know better. And when we're watching all the commercials for all the processed foods and, you know, you don't see any commercials for apples or oranges or lettuce or whatever. There's no money in it. There's no, That's why there's no money you can in, grow it. It in your backyard. Right. So, and see all this, all this stuff big food is making is loaded with money because they're using the cheapest possible ingredients. Right. Okay. 
there's a couple of things I've learned. When I first started, I've been doing this now for three years, and I became a coach because I was meeting lots of people who were as hurt, frustrated, and everything that I was when I got sick. I didn't know who to go to. It was ruining my social life. I broke up from a 10-year relationship because he didn't like it that I was sick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've heard it all. But it takes 16 times for somebody to hear something before they been to, begin to accept that it's true. So I don't care if I'm the first or the 16th, I want them to hear it from me. And because it did dramatically change my body and my health and my life, I want them to hear it from me. They may not change because they heard it from me. And that frustrated the heck out of me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I went to a meeting and a woman next to me said, but Cheryl, your job isn't for them to do what you say, your job is to share the information. So be proud that you're out there. I've done almost 300 guest podcasts talking Mm -hmm. about this because I want people to hear it from me. And now I have my own podcast where it's running in my local community, which thrills me because I want to impact the health of my community. And it's running in 80 countries. And everybody's eating our, our standard American diet, and it's making the whole world sick. So the more people that I can get to, the better. And half my podcast is me talking to other people who got sick like I did, who owned it, changed their lifestyle, and came back out the other end. Because the other thing I kept hearing when I could get out and speak before COVID was um, people would say, but um, it's fine that you did it, but that doesn't mean I can Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've now interviewed, I think, 30 people who did exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. Two were young men in their 40s who had heart attacks. Mm -hmm. And I love what one of them said to me. He said, everyone keeps asking me, what's the magic pill? He said, and I turned to them and said, you are. You're the magic pill. Yes, your mindset. Because he has a new baby. And so he has a huge Mm -hmm. why to live. And he said, so he was willing to do anything it took to get his life back because he wants to see his daughter grow up. And so I'm hoping I do all the interviews to give people hope Mm -hmm. that if they own it and they don't just become the person who goes to the doctor and the pill comes down the chute and it mutes whatever the symptom is. Mm -hmm. No, they need to own it. They need to research what does that pill give them? What does that pill take away? Mm-hmm. And they need to go back to their doctor and have robust conversations because their doctor isn't living in their body and doesn't know how they feel. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones who do that. And um, one of the best things about my first book, which people tell me is I have a huge reference library in the back of all of the functional people that I follow now and I get all their newsletters so that I stay abreast of what's new. So that Google and and some of the search engines have made it harder to find information because they're getting involved with the pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. And the pharmaceutical companies don't want us to know that food is the quickest route to wellness. Mm -hmm. So if you know who to look for, you can look up all the people in my reference section Mm -hmm. and look up their blogs and get all the information that you need. And one of the people I follow is a pharmacist who writes a Ask the Pharmacist column, and she's a functionally trained pharmacist. Mm. And she has a book out called Drug Muggers. So if you're taking any pharmaceutical, you look up 
what that does to you. I'm taking metformin. I'm diabetic. It's taking all the magnesium and creating it out of my body, which finally explained to me why I'm having such a difficult time keeping my magnesium levels up. Mm -hmm. And we need magnesium because it's in charge of 325 different enzyme reactions in our body. So now I know I take more magnesium. I take one in the morning, one at night, and I take an Epsom salt bath every night. It not only relaxes me and allows me to sleep, but it gives me that last little bit of magnesium that keeps me even with where my levels supposed to be. And don't believe that bull about normal. I just interviewed a woman who said goodbye, normal, hello, exceptional, because normal means that you are the same as all the other sick people who took that test. Mm -hmm. That's all that means. Mm -hmm. So don't let them tell you you're normal and have you think, oh, I must be crazy because I must not be feeling right. what I'm feeling because you are feeling what you're feeling and there are things you can do about it. So what were your symptoms? Um, I actually, I have two things. I have a blog on my website called 20 Hidden Signs That You Are Not As Healthy As You Think. And then I'm working on a questionnaire where people can take it and get an idea where they are with their toxic load, because that's a big question when I get out and I'm talking. Mm -hmm. um, my symptoms, some of them were simple. I would look in the mirror in the morning and some days I was puffy and some days I thought I had pretty days. And on the puffy days, that was inflammation, but I didn't know that. Okay, so let me ask about puffy. Was, was it your eyes or your face or what was it? All of the above. My face would just be fatter on some days. Mm -hmm. And it would, you know, I'm 72. So you could really see it around my eyes. You could see it around my skin. Inflammation does cause aging. Because if you're doing the things that are causing inflammation, you're shortening your telomeres, which are like the, the uh, tips on shoelaces. They're on the tips of your DNA. And when they start getting shorter is when your body starts to age and it hits your skin first. I could see it all over my face. I could feel it in my fingers because they were all puffy. And I hurt. Every muscle and every joint hurt. And it was a progression. I was starting to get weird rashes that would just show up on one side of my body had no idea where they were from and then they'd go away and then it would show up somewhere else and then my deodorant started to bother me some of it made me rash some of it made me blister then it was my mascara it either made my eyes water or it made my eyes burn little things just started falling apart but they were all precursors to the pain that followed and i wasn't even paying attention to the pain i was having brain fog i was waking up more tired in the morning than when i went to bed at night and had I known about toxic load, which I had no clue about, I would have realized that this was the universe saying, hey, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Something's going wrong in your body. The biggie where I should have reacted was when I woke up one morning and my lips, my tongue and my eyes were almost swollen shut. And I had figured out that I was getting rashes from dryer sheets. So mm -hmm. I had put them way up in my laundry in the back of the cupboard, out of reach. And somebody had come to visit and decided to do me a favor and did my laundry. Mm -hmm. And she pulled them down and we used them. Only I had progressed with that sensitivity to the point that literally it couldn't open my eyes and I was having a hard time swallowing. I had to go get an EpiPen. And I would have thought that that would have gotten my attention to say something's not right with my body. But yeah. it wasn't until I woke up and I couldn't get out of bed because everything hurt that I paid attention.
So then discuss toxic load, because there's another thing where I think people um, who are not familiar with it might roll their eyes like, yeah, that doesn't exist. But what exactly is it and how do we, how is it so easy for us to get? Um, the functional community believes that if you don't digest your food correctly, and lots of things will cause it not to digest down to the right size particle, could be sugar, which is considered a toxin and impacts every organ in your body. It could be all the toxic chemicals in your food. It could be the incredibly toxic chemicals in your cleaning supplies. Um, all of those interrupt your digestion. And so then you stop digesting things down to the right food particle. Parasites will do that. Stress will do that, believe it or not, it interrupts your digestion. Mm -hmm. Lack of seven hours of continuous sleep will do it. And so what happens when you're not digesting properly is it wants to get out of your stomach. So it starts popping up against the lining of your gut. And I said, the gut repairs itself every six days. So it's really busy trying to keep up with you until it can't. And then these food particles start to go through your lining and into your blood. And if I were young, I'd go back and be a biochemist because I find this really fascinating. <laughs> what happens then is wherever you're weak, your body mimics it in that food particle. So I was weak in my joints and my muscles. So that's where I got attacked. For someone else, it could be their thyroid and become Graves' disease or Hashimoto. Mm -hmm. For somebody else, it could become their gut and become celiac or IBS. Mm -hmm. But it all eventually has to go to the liver, which is, I have come to the conclusion, is the least um, appreciated organ in our body because it's the clearinghouse for all of these toxins. And it does an incredible job until it can't. Mm -hmm. And then when it can't, the first thing it does is it starts stuffing it in your bones and your fat as it's still trying to get rid of the excess through whatever, through your kidneys or, you know, your poop or whatever. But when it starts going into your, your bones and your fat, you don't even know it's doing that. So even after you've detoxed off all the chemicals, two years later, they were all coming out of my body because I had stored such a significant amount of them, trying to keep them away from my healthy organs. And one of the reasons it's important to get away from all these toxins is the number one cause of heart disease is fatty liver. And fatty liver is because it can't keep up with all the toxins anymore. And so good, healthy tissue starts to turn to fat. Sugar is a big culprit for that. But when you have fatty liver, your heart gets immediately impacted by fatty liver. It's even worse than smoking which kind of blew me away. Yeah. So you got to get, you've got to, and, and it, I, it took me five years to eliminate all the toxins I eliminated. Mm -hmm. And in my book, I share with you, where did I research? What did I find? Mm -hmm. And what did I replace them with? Because I want to give everybody a head start. Mm -hmm. There are some other people now who are publishing things about toxins. So I'm not the only one out there talking about it as I was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But you've got to take care of the toxins because the more you get toxins in the body, the worst you're going to start getting standard American diseases mm -hmm. and you're going to die the standard American death. And there is no pill that's going to stop that. Mm -hmm. You've got to get rid of the toxins from your food and other areas of your life. And for goodness sake, you've got to start protecting your children. For the first time, our kids are not going to live as long as my generation. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Because, and by the time a child is seven, the statistic will blow you away. They have five pounds of toxins in their little bodies. Wow. So they're everywhere and yeah. big food and all of that. They don't care. They just want to make money. Mm-hmm. And our government's not protecting us. Mm-hmm. I got really angry about that in the beginning. But I went to IIN, which is where I got my coaching degree. And there was a guy who spoke there called Howard Lyman. He got Oprah into trouble over cows. <laughs> so that was his big fame because he was talking about how cows were fed and how bad it was for us to be getting the factory farmed meat. But his quote was, we need to all become armies of one and then join together. So I decided I'm an army of one. I'll get as many people to join me as I can. And there are other people and there are changes happening. The Institute for Responsible Technology says it only takes a 5% shift and big business starts to pay attention because they don't want to lose that 5%. It comes right off their profits. So how many times have you heard someone say that their friend or family member might have a liver disease but they never drank. They say that a lot. That's now, fatty liver. Doesn't have to come from alcohol. I know. And it's it's difficult because if if you were to say to them, well, it could have been toxicity or their job or, you know, the cleaning products, they're looking at you like, oh, okay. It's all of it. Yeah. And what's even worse is our kids are having fatty livers, which was unheard of 30 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, all these toxins are causing perfectly normal livers that you think you haven't abused, but you have because of all the toxins. And they're turning into fatty liver. And fatty liver disease, whether it's alcoholic or it's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, is just as toxic. And it's just as harmful to the body. And the liver connects with every other organ in the body. So if you have a fatty liver, it's impacting your kidneys, it's impacting your lungs, it's impacting your heart, it's impacting your gut and your stomach. It's all interconnected. One of the best books I read in the beginning is a book by a biochemist. Her name is Dr. Abby Weaver. And her book is called Accidentally Overweight. We bought it for all our friends for Christmas because we loved it. By the way, since I broke up in that old relationship, I met someone to go on a get well journey and I married him six (laughs) years ago. So he loved the book. He gave it to his whole family because what she does is she goes organ system by organ system. She explains what it does, what it does when it's healthy, what the signs of it are when it starts to turn unhealthy, and then how it impacts your other organs. And then she'll go, so she'll start with the liver and she'll go all through that. Then she'll go to the pancreas because the pancreas is so dramatically impacted by the health of the liver. And she'll do the same thing. What's a healthy pancreas? What does it do? How do you know when it starts to be unhealthy? And then what does it impact? And she goes through the entire body using that process. Mm. It's a fascinating book. And her theory is, which I have come to agree with is, it's impossible to lose weight unless your body is all functioning in harmony and all the organs are supporting you. Because if you're not giving your body nutrition, it can't function in harmony. So it's gonna hold on to every little morsel that it's got because it doesn't wanna give it up. So how can we better educate our kids? Um, Well, I think my husband has a theory, and I've written several articles about this now, because I didn't have kids, but I'm passionate about the fact that we got to wake up. Kids are little pitchers, so they're going to copy what you do. 
So if you eat healthy and you still eat around the dinner table at night, sorry, I didn't realize my cat was still in here. If you're <laughs> eating around the dinner table at night, they're going to mimic the fact that you eat healthy. You want to enroll them in cooking with you. You want to take them and show them where food is grown. They should go to the grocery store with you or to the farmer's market if you're in an area that has them. They need to know and be educated about all that. They should grow little gardens. Um, I My book was given gold by mom's choice because of my section on children and my second book, because it's such valuable information for kids. It starts before conception. The man and the woman need to clean up before they ever think about getting pregnant mm -hmm. because kids are being born with 296 chemicals in their umbilical cord. So that's why so many kids have so many more allergies, mm -hmm. but they're going to mimic what you do. So you talk health to them. I just interviewed a mom who went to her, her kids went to her mother's house and her mother gave them something really icky and sweet. And the three-year-old turned to her and said, grandma, we don't eat that. Oh my gosh. And grandma said, of course you do. I bought this just for you. He said, no, that's not good for me. I don't eat that. Oh. So the next time they went to visit grandma, she had fruits and vegetables for them to munch Good. on. I've also interviewed moms whose little kids mimic that they're reading labels at the grocery store before they can read because that's what their mother does when they go with her. So they need to see you as the example. Mm -hmm. And does that mean the kids are going to be perfect? No. One kid went to a party and decided to try um, Pop Rocks. Yeah. And then brought the second pack and got home to mom to see if maybe he shouldn't have eaten those because mm -hmm. they were awfully sweet and they didn't make him feel very good after he ate them. Mm -hmm. So I have a great video on my website of a mom who has five children. Her One of her kids was so sick that nobody in the entire state of Texas could figure out what was wrong with her. And she ran into a woman at a convention who I buy her cleaning product because it's less than a one on the EWG scale of toxicity. And it's called Branch Basics. And Marilyn sent her some Branch Basics, which opened up her eyes and she started eliminating toxins in their food and everywhere in their lives. That child today is a normal 10-year-old. And at three, she was blue and her skin was hanging on her body. Oh. She was dying of toxicity. And so the entire family, and she said she didn't tell anybody she was cleaning up their food. She just started buying organic food and cooking and serving them different food. And she said it took about a month and a half. And her husband said, I don't know what you're doing different, but I'm really starting to feel fantastic. And then the kids said, yeah, we are too. What's going on, mom? We see that our sister's getting better. What have you changed? So they're all now, you know, like I said, little veggie ragers. Mm -hmm. They want to be the influencers with their friends who are not feeling so good. And remember that if we're not feeding our kids the right food, it's even impacting their brains, yeah. their learning, their memory, their energy. Everything about their life is impacted by the lousy food that we're feeding them. And if we're feeding them real nutrition, it shows up in a happier, healthier, more energetic, brighter child. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is worth it. 
And I think food seems like such a dramatic thing because everyone loves their normal diet, right? But then people don't realize that the shampoo you use and the deodorant you use and the detergent you use, all that stuff adds up. And think about how many things a person uses a day. Shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, lotion, hair stuff. And it there's doesn't... no regulation for that no. stuff. And, and the thing is, is, and there's another problem because people just think that if it's on the shelf, it's safe. Because yeah. why would you, you know, why would anyone? Yeah, it's not like government was protecting food. me. They wouldn't sell me something. Or, I had an itchy head for 10 years. It ends up I was allergic to my shampoo and the oh toxins in it. That's, that's, isn't that crazy? But think of how many people live with that on a daily basis. But then I also hear people say, well, that's okay because I like the way my hair looks. So I'll just, I'll deal with it. But well, you, I, my, I just washed my hair. So my hair is not my normal hair, but um, you can have great looking hair using organic products and it's shinier it and you're not always scratching at it. So it's much more attractive for you to have a healthy head. And there's makeup snap. When I started, I could only find one makeup company that made organic makeup that was good on old skin. Now there's all kinds of choices. Mm -hmm. So you just have to, the big database in the sky that everyone should be looking up their products on is ewg.org. It's the Environmental Working Group. And they put out the Dirty Dozen Clean 15 every year, mm -hmm. which is what's made them the most famous. If it's on the dirty side of that list, you only buy that vegetable organic because it could have as many as 60 toxins on it. Um, potatoes are not on that list, but they have 60 toxins on them and half of them are neurotoxins. So even if it's not on that list, if you can find a way to find the money in your budget, buy everything organic. I do. But if you can't start there because they're the worst, and then there's a clean 15 part of that card where knock yourself out. It doesn't matter if you spend organic money on those. Mm -hmm. Things like broccoli are on the clean side, mm -hmm. which is also one of the most healthy vegetables in the world for your body. Mm -hmm. so, so how can you help people? Like people listening to this and they need help, where can they start with you? Um, I do two things that they could approach me for. Actually, I, they could listen to my podcast. Some of them are solo podcasts where I'm just sharing everything I learned about health. Mm -hmm. Some of them are my interviews where I'm talking to other people who, like me, got sick. Because if you have cancer or if you have uh, MS, I just talked to somebody who had MS, he has actually controlled it through lifestyle. So listen to the interviews, it will give you hope, and it will get you started on your wellness journey. So that's the first thing. You can buy my books. I have two books, they're both of I have four books, actually, but the two big books are both available on Amazon. And they're brightly colored. Hmm. Um, I did cartoons because I wanted to people to be cheerful as they're reading about toxins. Mm -hmm. And I was a jeweler in my real career. So I have characters that go throughout the books. Um, the first one is everywhere I found the toxins. And I talk about my entire journey to wellness. I didn't know what a functional doctor was. I didn't know there was such a thing as a health coach. I didn't know there were food sensitivities. And I have 18 of them. And by eliminating, finding out what my food sensitivities were and eliminating them, that was my first big leap back towards health. And there's a test from a company called Genova that will tell you where they are. People want you to do an elimination diet. Half of mine are herbs. I would never have found them. So they're not normal things to wow. be sensitive to. 
but sensitivities come from things that were leaking through your gut early. One of mine is chicken. I used to eat so much chicken, I thought I was going to cluck. I can't go <laughs> near it now. So I, t I explain it all. I explain how I got mold in my body. It was growing in the wall behind me in my jewelry office. But I go through the entire thing. And then I spend quite a bit of time on stress because my cortisol was so low, I was almost to Addison's disease. And conventional medicine was, you're not diseased yet. What's to do? Well, I got to my functional doctor and she said, oh, we're not getting diseased. We're going to take care of this now. Mm -hmm. And so I have learned and I put out just a little desktop book of three-minute exercises that I use throughout the day to let the top off my stress before it comes toxic or chronic. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other book that I put out is a victory log because I wasn't giving myself credit for all the things I'd accomplished. Good. So it's a victory log and a gratitude journal because we need to take time every morning to set our day in the right direction by giving ourselves credit and then being grateful for the joys that we've been given. Um, my second book I wrote from my functional doctor because she said her patients were figuring out now that they've eliminated all these toxins and they're not eating the standard American diet, how do they live and have a social life? Sure. So I talk about how do I vet a restaurant before I'll go there? And if I'm going with a bunch of people going to a restaurant where I don't want to eat, what do I have in my emergency pack on me so that I go because I want to be with them? It has nothing to do with what I put in my mouth. I talk about how do I go to other houses for dinner when somebody invites us. I take my own food and I call them and I tell them we're thrilled that we're coming to your house. But I hope you don't mind. I eat weird. I don't want you to have to accommodate me. I'll bring something that we can eat and I'll bring enough that everybody can enjoy it. And I've learned to take part of it in another container because I'm still a foodie. And that way I know I get to have some of what I took to eat because everyone eats it and goes, wow, this is healthy. This is good. Yeah. Um, all of my relatives got paleo cookbooks. So if I'm coming to their house, they'll cook me something from there. I talk mm -hmm. about how we've traveled all over the United States and gone to Europe twice. What kind of prep work do I do before we travel so that I'm never caught Ooh. making bad decisions? My husband wrote a chapter on cruising. I don't like to cruise, I get claustrophobic, but he and his first wife who died of cancer went on I think 16 cruises. And so he talks about how to be on a cruise and not put on 8 billion pounds because you're eating all that food that's not good for you. Um, and then we talk about farmers markets because that's where you'll meet a lot of people who are health conscious like you are. We know all the people at our farmers markets, so it's like being social week to go to the Saturday market. Mm -hmm. I talk about 30 ways to save unhealthy food because there are ways to save on healthy food. And it starts with you looking at your budget. Do you really have to buy that coffee on your way to work? Mm -hmm. And that coffee, by the way, is a dirty crop. So you're getting all kinds of toxins on it unless you're buying organic coffee. I make my own. I have a stainless steel body, bottle that keeps it hot for 14 hours and I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. um, all, of the, all of those tricks, even how to get rid of bugs in my house because the sides, if it's a side, it kills things. And while it's killing things, it's killing you and killing your pets and hurting your children. Mm -hmm. So I got to talk to uh, the bug man who has done bug control for the state of New Mexico 
for his entire career, 45 years. Ooh. And he shared little things like some of them are a riot. How do you get rid of roaches? You put down a, a, a bowl of beer and they'll go and drown themselves. What? So he's a riot. Yeah, I have all his tips in a chapter on what to do about bugs that won't hurt you or anybody else in your household. Wow. And then I have a whole section on children that talks about how they need to know where their food comes from. That mm -hmm. started because I read an article that 7% um, of Americans think that chocolate milk comes from chocolate cows. And I thought that was a riot in the beginning. And then it occurred to me, it's because we don't know where our food comes from. Right. So I talk about how to have little garden parties for their friends and how to do kitchen scrap gardening with them so that they can see things grow. No matter whether you have a place outside that you can grow things or not, you can always grow food. How to get them involved in cooking. Um, why it's so important, what you feed them. And there was just a commission that came out that baby and toddler food is loaded with heavy toxic metals. Mm -hmm. So I've been writing articles about how to make toddler and baby food because it's not hard. No, you no. just start with organic food and a little baby bullet or a <laughs> uh, Vitamix and zoop, you've got yourself some healthy food and how to get them to try new foods. You just keep giving them choices Mm -hmm. but you don't tell them they have to eat anything. Just all their choices are good. And eventually they'll eat it. Mm -hmm. I always get a kick out of parents who will say, well, my child won't eat X, Y, you know, they won't eat apples or they won't eat carrots. And I was like, well, yeah, but you decide, like you're the one who puts it in front of them. So if they only eat mac and cheese, it's because that's what you make. And, right. and that's where you get the hang up because that's where people think that you're judging them. And it's not that you're judging anyone, but People do not know this information. No, and they need to know. They have to. And I lost all three of my cats while I was researching for myself because it didn't occur to me that toxicity had also mm -hmm. grown in their world. Yeah. So there's a whole section on how to raise healthy pets That's and create awesome. a healthy environment. So, and I just got, you saw one of them go across here. I have mm -hmm. two kitties that just made it to one year old. And they are living much healthier lives than my last. And my old kitties always made it to 20. But these guys died at 12, 14, and 16 because of all of the GMOs in their food mm -hmm. and all of the disgusting stuff that they're putting up with. Mm -hmm. So these kitties are going to have much healthier lives. I love it. You encourage people to do better, live better, and be better. And that is what I strive to do, too. So Cheryl, you keep on keeping on. And Thank you. We might have to chat again because you opened my eyes to a few new things today. Well, and obviously I love to talk about this and really appreciate the opportunity to come on your show. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.